Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary and my people of patronage, uh, the patron peeps that support the show. Uh, thank you so much. And, uh, let's uh, keep the show going because of you. Uh, I don't know why I'm dry. Thanks patrons. And uh, Sleep With Me is also uh, bring, come to you with the hard work of uh, Chris Wilson-Bosterson from Sounds Like an Earful Studios, who edits episodes and does our theme music. Carl W., who edits episodes. Uh, Jonathan Mann is on our lullabies. Uh, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer are on our, on our, on our artwork. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter. That's where you can find me. I want to thank all the patrons that support the show on a monthly basis, sacrificing cups of coffee, lunches, and pizza. For the value they get out of the show. And some of the listeners have their own Facebook group. It's over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. And I want to thank the moderators, uh, Julian Jennifer, Stacy, uh, Keith, uh, uh, Lauren, Sarah. And I said, let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, tangents, uh, like distracting, you know, say, well, what about that thing from the past to present or future? Whatever's keeping you awake. It could be a change in work schedule. Maybe you're on the second or third shift. Uh, maybe you're traveling. Whatever it might be, I'm going to be here to help. And what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, uh, words I don't know what the meaning, you know, extra words, uh, super, superfluous words I can't define or put my finger. I can I can almost put my finger on it uh, and put my finger on my face right now uh, to emphasize that. Uh, what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep dark night uh, to try to take your mind off whatever's uh, keeping you awake and to be here for you. Uh, and I'm trying to think, it's been a little while, about uh, 10 days since I recorded an intro, so I'm off my game, which is probably good. So let's see, uh, if you're new here, let me tell you about the podcast. The podcast to put you to sleep, uh, more to be here while you fall asleep, to be your companion, your boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your boar bra, if you're down in San Diego, uh, your boar sib. Your boar cuz, uh, did I say boar bud? Boar friend and boar bud. Those are the two, like, uh, I guess, like, what's a boar? I guess a boar, boar buddy. A boar buddy, a board game. I was thinking of board games. Uh, I guess you could play board games with your bestie or your boar. Like, would you would you call someone a boar bud if you've played a lot of board, a board bud? Let's just see if there's anything there. But let me get to the new listeners first. But I'm so glad you're listening. Thank you. If you are new, or just to remind you, uh, here's the structure of the show. Starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep uh, the podcast and the archives free. 
Then um, there's the intro, which is about uh, 12 minutes of me rambling. And you could skip ahead 12 minutes if you wish, uh, but it's a show within a show where I demonstrate my ability to be a boar bud. I also try to create a metaphor, a new one every time, uh, to explain what the podcast is. And uh, I haven't yet stumbled on one that's exactly that fits exactly. Uh, but the intro is like people use it to wind down, to get ready for bed, as they're preparing for bed. So, uh, uh, kind of explain what the podcast is. Familiar if you're a regular listener, you say, "Oh yes." Uh, yeah, you, I'm talking to you, that regular listener. Thank you. You say, oh, this is something familiar, but it's different every time. So my brain said doesn't start to talk, and my brain bots don't activate. And then there'll be a story. Uh, this week will be our uh, season finale of our uh, story about the, the young woman who who's in a theme park. And it'll be like a bedtime story, pretty dense, uh, pretty winding, uh, slow moving, ideally. And uh, be here. I'll be here for about an hour to carry you off into dreamland. And the show ends with some thank yous. It has some business in the middle too. So that's uh, that's uh, that's the structure show. There's no rules around here. No shoulds. Plenty of woulds and coulds. And a whole lot of huhs and mm, uh, a lot of us, and probably on your end a lot of what? What did he? What was he talking about last night? Uh, but here's the thing: this is a podcast you don't need to listen to. You could listen to it. I'll be here the whole time. I'll be here uh, to help you fall asleep uh, all the way to the end. But you don't need to listen. And I'm going to attempt to you know maintain a pace and a level of interest where you could say, well. You do, where you don't feel compelled to listen. And there's definitely no pressure on my end. You don't need to listen to me. You have full permission to tune me out or to partial, pretend you're listening. You could just do that. Maybe that's a new way to test out, like, use the podcast. You could just lie there with your eyes closed, you know, uh -huh, scoots, oh, yeah, tell, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, what, you were going to talk about, the, you are going to tell me more about the intro, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was going to say you don't need to listen to me. Don't need to listen at all, huh? Uh-huh. Nope, you don't need to at all, uh-uh. And uh, so you don't need to listen to me. Also, no pressure to fall asleep. Uh, no pressure to fall asleep, uh-huh. Right, you don't, no pressure to fall asleep. You can fall asleep whenever you wish, whether it's right this second, uh, to fall asleep this right this second, uh-huh. Yeah, you could also stop saying uh-huh, because I think that's getting a little repetitive. Okay. Stop saying, uh, okay, right, and don't you don't necessarily need to fill that in with something else repetitive, but you can fall asleep whenever you wish. Uh, sleep is what I wish. Uh, had a long day. Well, great, that's what I'm here for. I like this interaction. I like the interaction. Yeah, you know, you don't need to interact though. This is a faux interaction. It's a faux, faux so comforting. Faux interaction so comforting. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I'll be here. Uh, you don't need to fall asleep, though. I'll be here for about an hour, and I'll be here to accompany you off to Dreamland, whether you're slipping off into Dreamland right now. I think I'm almost, I may be putting myself to sleep here. So putting myself to sleep here. Yeah, this is a, I don't, this is a bit like a bit, but it's not, it's not a bit at all. Right, yeah. 
But he, like, I'm actually feeling tired. I'm not kidding. Uh, it may have crossed over into some self-hypnosis self zone. Self-hypnosis zone. Right, exactly. Self-hypnosis zone, which is a place uh, defined that uh, you can fall asleep whenever you wish. But if you can't sleep, the reason there's no pressure to fall asleep, I'll be here. And if you're a listener that can't sleep or you're trying to reduce the stress during the day or you just need background noise while you're whittling or something, I'm going to be there because we could be here, here and there at the beginning and middle and the end because I've been there in the deep, dark night, sleepless, tossing and turning. Sausing and zerning, right? Right, sausing and zerning. That's... uh. You could almost do that in your bed there, zossing and zerning. Uh, yeah, maybe we could replace it. Instead of saying, last night I was up tossing and turning, right now I'm zossing and zerning, which is a uh, slow motion tossing and turning. Uh, getting deeper in bed. Knowing your bore bud, your bore bed, your bore, bu- your bore bed, your bore bestie, your bore friend's here for you. Kind of like if we were playing a board game with this other part of my brain that's mostly asleep. Uh, it'd say, hey, don't worry about taking your turn. Uh, this is my turn. Uh, yep, we're, we're playing a version of, uh, you know, not sorry. Uh, it's sorry. Yeah, we're playing a game called Zari. It's a sleep game. Because for some reason when you're really sleeping, it's uh, a lot of Z, Z words. Z words, yeah. I love this game. Sorry, I took my turn. How'd I do? You did great. Uh, you got uh, sinking and comforting. Uh, oh, sinking is comforting. Great. Uh, what about the new listeners? Um, what else do they need to know? Uh, not much. Uh, I mean, the podcast is here to help you fall asleep. Uh, it's here to help you drift off into dreamland. And uh, I don't know. You got anything else to add? Zift off in the dream and uh, no, any does anything else to zag? No, it's a it was a I can fall asleep whenever I want. I don't need to listen, and you'll be here around an hour. You're my board buddy, board buddy, and uh, but yeah, exactly. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here too. I don't know which part of my are you part of my limbic system. Zem, Zimbic system, of course I am. I'm here to Zimbic you right off and dream. Well, the thing is, I've got to record a show, so I can't exactly fall asleep. Uh, this is the strangest intro I've ever done. Cause I'm, uh, yeah, just say so you're falling asleep. I'll take it over from here. So, yeah, it was a podcast about you sleep. We do it as a bedtime story. And, uh, Maybe you should take it back over because I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll take it back over. You're actually sleeping. So I'm glad you're here, really, because I, I've had trouble sleeping in the past. And I guess this part of me, I mean, maybe this is a new way to use the podcast, a, a barely interactive way where you could try listening along. And I don't know what that word is. I don't know which of the five A's it is. Because anytime I say, I say scoots, like this podcast does not involve any of the five A's which are something having to do with active listening, but that that's not one of the A's. I think it's acceptance. Uh, I don't think acknowledgement is one of them. Allowing acceptance, uh, uh, enthusiasm, but that doesn't start with an A. Uh, 
I don't know what's right because you don't need any of the A's here. Uh, you could just say, just say, hey, yeah, dude, don't need any A's. I'm just here to sleep. Right. And I'm here to help you fall asleep. You don't need any active listening, but you could have some active listening. Do you think Zach Morris, do you think Zach Morris does any active listening? Uh, maybe once upon a time when that reference was relevant, he, Zach did. But, uh, you know, Zach and Azuda is what I would say to that. Uh, so if you're new, uh, give this podcast a few tries. It's not for everybody. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's an, it's it's silly and strange. But it's just here to help. It's nothing intimidating. Uh, and it's not a show. To, I, I'm sorry it doesn't work for everybody. I wish it did because I know what it's like not to sleep. Uh, but, my, you know, I have creaky dulcet tones and pointless meanders. And also my brain, you know, I don't even know what's going on here. So neither do I. I don't know what's... Uh, but, you know, sometimes I fall into my own self-hypnosis. But I'm here. I appreciate your time. I thank you so much for stopping by. I work very hard because I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Thanks so much. All right. So it's time for the final episode of uh, this... Uh, or, uh, what is this? Uh, what is it called? Modular Episodic Series uh, with Serial Elements... Uh, so I guess if you have a conclusion, this is a serialized part because it's the last episode. Though I don't think it'd be a huge thing if you listen to this episode. Uh, I'm trying to think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's all to put you to sleep. Super dense. Uh, like uh, this is like a like a, a like a unleavened cookie or something. I, what, are cookies leavened? Who knows. I think, like, is a leavener, like, you can use dough or you can use, like, baking soda and baking powder, right? Anyone. I don't know. This is one of our more, this is a very dreamy series. I don't know. I'm going to do a, like, a, what do we call that? Retrospective or rehashing episode next week, so, or next time. Uh, But, yeah, this is a lovely story of a young woman who lives in a theme park and... To transition you from here into the episode, I'm going to read the Wikipedia article about Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, and I'll be quoting and paraphrasing. Uh, it's an attraction in Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World Resort, uh, created by Walt Disney and Wed Enterprises, for the GE Pavilion for the 64 New York's World Fair. It was moved to, to Tomorrowland and Disneyland, and remained there from 1967 until 73. It was replaced in Disneyland by America Sings in 74, and then reopened in Walt Disney World's Resorts Magic Kingdom in 75. So in 11 years, it's a bit, you know, carousels, this is a weird thing uh, that I didn't mean to interject here, but carousels go on a lot of journeys. If you go, if you ever visit carousels, most of the time it's not their first stop, uh, so isn't that, is it, that's pretty paradoxical and ironic if, if I ever heard anything. They carousels going, you know, their job is to not go anywhere but in a circle. But uh, this one hit a lot of places in just 11 short years. And it's uh, steeped now in nostalgia from, oh, it, you know, it was always steeped in nostalgia and futurism. And it was a premise was the exploration of the joys of living through the advent of electricity and technological advances for a typical, quote, uh, family in America. 
to keep up with the tra- times, the tra- traction has been updated five times in 67, 75, 81, 85, and 93. It would presume it was updated at least one more time. Uh, it's had two theme songs, one by the Sherman Brothers, oh, both by the Sherman Brothers, excuse me, both Sherman Brothers, uh, uh, various sources that are not quoted here say it was Walt Disney's favorite attraction and that it should never close. And uh, maybe that's why it's still running, uh, uh, because, I don't know, it has a great song, or at least whatever the current song is. And I know kids enjoy it. Let's see, it's, uh, I don't know, it's basically, I, I can't read through all this, uh, but it it has like a, Act 1 is in the 1900s. And it shows life for, for again, a, a nuclear family. And, the, and then the 20s is Act 2. This may have been updated. Then the 40s uh, and then the 21st century. Uh, and uh, then you go back to the beginning where there's just a little thing. And basically it's a carousel that you're sitting down for. And then it's just like you go into five different rooms. You're sitting on a rotating set of chairs. Uh, and there's this dude, uh, I, don't really, I don't know what his name was, um, Mr. Mister Regular. Oh, his name's John. And he's kind of like your prototypical uh, like dude. He's a bit of a goofball. And he says, geez, I love technology so much. Uh, sitting here, I think 99% of the time he's in a rocking chair. Never in one of those uh, recliners that I know of, and he like espouses the wonders of electricity and the life he, like it brings. Uh, each time highlighting the new advances in the whatever decade it's supposed to be, and I guess it's pretty uh, like you say. Well, is this real? You know, is this the idealized or like based on reality or whatever? Uh, but he talks a lot about his refrigerator. Which, I mean, especially if you live in an apartment like me, when you see, you're like, holy mackerel, uh, uh, like even the refrigerator in 1950, I said, man, I could use that. Uh, looks like it has. But yeah, it's just kind of like a history of uh, technology will be electricity and how different families use it and their singing and a little storyline. It's nice. Uh, and uh, maybe you could picture... Uh, Slowly circling or walking, maybe through the aisles of refrigerator. Lisa uh, has refrigerators, uh, passing them by slowly, drifting through the aisles. Maybe a washer and dryer, maybe a wash. Maybe the sound of a dishwasher, which is a good sound. Uh, I guess, because, I, I mean, I don't have one, but when I'm at someone's house, it has that churning, chugging sound. A bit like a locomotive in a, uh, like, a, what do you call those things, waterfall or something. And, yeah, you're drifting off, drifting deeper, deeper away. I remember when you first arrived uh, here at the carousel, and you walked around... Yeah, the one room you were in, which was set up now instead of being a living room for the characters. The characters had been removed, the Tronics, uh, from this room. Uh, this was the uh, 1970s uh, display. Uh, the carousel 
of uh, American something or other. I don't remember now. It's been so long. But it was a living room and two bedrooms uh, on a stage. And then the area where all the chairs were and the chairs had slowly been moved away. So that room was open with more living space. And I remember you walking around and examining a kitchen table with two chairs and two different bedrooms across from one another. And then the displeasure on your face at the reading nook with uh, two sets of cushions and picture books and everything uh, set up there. And then an entertainment room, uh, I mean area, off uh, to the side with two more chairs. And you're looking at the chairs and then going in the bedrooms and noticing the place settings in the kitchen, all in pairs, and it seemed to really, really make your brow furrow and furrow. I think it was called the American Family of the Future, uh, Carousel of the Family. I can't, I don't know. All the outside lettering had gone away. I wondered at first if you were disgusted, but then I clearly started to sense that it was a jealousy and a bit of uh, a fuming, I think was the term. Uh, but looking back now and the time you spent uh, with me and the time you spent uh, eventually in the reading nook reading and, and, and teaching reading, uh, I didn't realize that our fateful meeting uh, uh, when you had swept me up in your net uh, and uh, then lowering me and me trying to get you to follow me and trying to communicate when I could not speak, uh, when I could not form words or write, uh, and I could not uh, easily communicate with you other than by body language and facial expressions. Uh, but I did finally convince you to follow me. I think probably because you had a confidence. Uh, uh, you seemed more secure than me. Uh, more, uh, I don't know, even though you're internally and externally stronger and more powerful. And when I was acting out the, why you needed to follow me with the coughing and the pointing, and, and uh, I did know how to do a begging sign, but you still followed me at a distance, uh, and you still insisted on stopping and getting that photo album and a few other your things. And what I presume was a walking stick, but I knew it was a, a not trusting me stick as well. And to think that the impact our connection that started that evening and day and then the next day, uh, to think that the time we spent, I, I guess in my re- recollection, is probably not the same as yours of how it all started, but that uh, it would impact me and I guess maybe the attractions, but I think it was you more than the attractions. Everyone says, oh, 
you lived in that park for a time before that changed. Uh, that's why you travel as a bard, teller of bard's tales. And I'd sigh and, and think of you because I knew that you the stories you told me and uh, in fact you taught me to read and gave me books. Uh, that was what really uh, led me on this journey uh, that let me become a spreader of tales. And of course they say, well, you're telling, isn't that one of the tales from one of those? And I'd say, well, no, I, I, you know, I couldn't mention you. There you were back uh, when you were first scanning uh, the carousel. They can remember that you didn't know what a record player was. I think you had probably seen it on an attraction, and I showed you how it worked. Uh, that only made you more irritated. And when you saw the board games we had set up on the table, uh, you instinctively knew that... Uh, that was quality time someone was spending there. Uh, I just, I don't think you realized at the time who and whom was playing the games. You know, because none of those place settings were mine, except for a very short time. But still, you crossed your arms and tapped your foot. And now I'd laugh at those things. I say, are those inside of us? Uh, those part of who, who we are as creatures, uh, furrowed brows and crossed arms and sighs and tapping feet. But, you know, I was new, but I knew what I had to do, what had to be done, so I tried to get you to look at the maps uh, and to help me understand, because, uh, again, I, just, I found this all very confusing. Those pathways hadn't been laid in my mind yet. And then the instructions on uh, what we needed to get uh, uh, the scription, as uh, you would call it nowadays. Uh, but there I was pointing you at the map, and you would look again, and you'd look around the room, and you'd look at me cross. And I'd say, no, no, I, I, I'm trying to just uh, get you to overcome my misunderstanding for me to actually help me i needed a, it was a faithful meeting i thought because i had been debating reaching out to you anyway but you uh pointed at the map and you pointed at the description and then we heard uh off uh, the coughing and you pointed in that direction and I said, no, 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 look here, look here, don't worry about that. We need to go. We need to figure out and find these things listed on here, uh, the attics, uh, uh, and, and get them and bring them back. And I asked you again, and then you crossed your arms and you sat right down. And again, you pointed to, to the other room uh, and the plastic sheeting over the doorway and the little uh, clear circular it was like uh, I hadn't set any of that up uh, and he wanted answers I couldn't just get I didn't have any I knew what I was supposed to do what I had been told to do and I knew I couldn't figure quite figure it out uh, but you wanted more 
And you kept pointing and you kept tapping your feet. And I said, please. And you said, no. And I said, come on. And I started to get ready and I tried to do the old, well, I'll just try to find it myself. And at first you almost, uh, yeah, I fell for that. Uh, and you started pointing out, uh, you know, the water, the amount of water I would need. And then I would need the screen from the sun. And uh, picking up and saying, no, 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 don't bring that. Bring long sleeves. Uh, what kind of excursion are you going on? And I said, does she go on excursions out beyond the park? Or where did she learn all this? Uh, and then I said, maybe she's going to go with me. And then I get to the door, uh, expecting you to follow. And you shook your head and pointed at the night sky and said, no, 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 no. And you made a, a motion with your whole arm, like there was sunrise. Uh, and I said, oh, okay, wait for the sunrise. Uh, and then I pointed you and me, sunrise, uh, go. And uh, you shrugged your shoulders and pointed again where the caretaker was. Uh, and you made a talking, a quack. I said, is she quacking like Serena the Swan? And I said, no, no, I got to go now. Let's go now. No, no sunrise. Uh, no, 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 no sunrise. Uh, and then you went and sat over by the rotating window that I used to communicate with the caretaker. Uh, later, I would learn that that was something used at bodegas. Uh, they called them stores. Uh, but you saw all the notes uh, I had drawn or I'd practiced and scrolled out uh, uh, pictures or pictograms uh, for the caretaker. Those were my rough drafts saying, okay, uh, I don't get this whole map. I don't know how to read a map. Uh, I don't know. And I didn't at the time. I didn't know how to say that or communicate that. And you were missing, you know, a key piece of information about uh, that I couldn't communicate to you how long I'd been there, what I really knew. And you looked through those and you were a much better drawer than me. You started picking up a piece of scrap paper. And uh, wrote a picture that I took as in there, you know, in there, uh, cough, 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 uh, a drawing of a stick, stick figures. Again, is that in within us a stick figure drawing? And I said, yeah, that's, uh, and you drew it as a bigger person. Is this a grown up uh, compared to us? Uh, yes, it is. And the funny thing was I did know some sight words like exit uh, more as a picture. So you you realized just some of that too. But then you wanted to send notes and I said, no, 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 we got to go. And I was supposed to keep you out of it because uh, uh, I know no. Anyway, that's one of the first sight words anyone learns. Uh, letter N and the O is a picture. And stop as well. Eventually, I relented, and you passed, uh, uh, started passing notes in, and the notes from the caretaker couldn't come back out. Uh, they could only come in, so you would have to lean over and look uh, as uh, they got transferred in. After you turned it, a stick would go through and come out and drag the paper 
And uh, stick with anyway, it's a complicated uh, system, and uh, you know, my memory's not perfect, but I think that's how we did it. Uh, but you started passing notes and words even back and forth, and some of the you know, some of the words uh, weren't really words, uh, so it took a while, and you got a clear idea of the task, uh, but again, you had that intensity. I don't know if it's bright. Bra- I, I wish I had a way to look at a brashfulness or something where you were insistent on something. And I don't know if the caretaker didn't understand or wouldn't give in. But at one point, you just stood up and walked away. And I looked at the last note you passed, and it was that sight word, no. You had told the caretaker, no. And you started to pack your things up, uh, and then you held in that photo album in your hands, uh, and you pulled out a few pictures and you put them away in your bag, and then you sent the photo album through to the caretaker, and I didn't see what, uh, the caretaker wrote back to you, but it seemed to please you, and that was close to dawn, and so you helped me finish packing up, and we headed off uh, first through the park, and then on the roads uh, leading, you know, the, the external uh, buffer of land around the park owned by the park. And then uh, what did uh, I guess after the park, uh, uh, the layers uh, that they had added in, uh, where they had dug. Uh, a large moat and additional fencing and natural brush barriers and berms. And eventually we got to the, the checkpoint uh, and there were barracks there on the park side, uh, but it was all gone uh, and it had even weathered quite a bit uh, over time. And there were tents there, and you wanted to check the tents, even though they were blown open for the most part and empty. And everyone was clearly long gone. Uh, But it said, okay, the park was very important at a time. Very, very important. And you held the map in your hand, and you sat there, and you just said, we we're going to rest here because the barracks, they still had the cots and a few wool blankets. Uh, so we spent the night there, and uh, you gave me uh, the pictures to look at and a picture book, and you had a book you were reading. You even had a candle. And that was my first time sitting there watching someone read like that. Uh, I don't know the way you were fully enthralled uh, with the pages as your eyes moved across them. And the candlelight flickered as I sat there. The image comforts me still. Makes me feel warm. Makes me feel like a wool blanket was made from something so soft and the candle was emanating warm, warm heat enough to fill the room and that your comfort was all-encompassing.
if filling the tent with a sense of security and relaxation and confidence. And then the morning came, and you had brought a, made sure we had water and we had some dried food to eat. And you showed me where we were stopping at the uh, uh, rug store. I don't know, rug stores or something they were once called, uh, armacies. Uh, you pointed the two ones right at the edge of the property at the park, right outside, the two closest ones. And we went to those, and the first one was almost by itself. There was a place, I guess, where they used uh, petroleum uh, to fill vehicles and another place for eating, uh, fast fast eating. At, uh, but we went to the pharmacy, and it was complete, completely and formally emptied of all of the what we were looking for. And of all staples, but not in a messy way. There were still things left on all the shelves. But they were just uh, things like trinkets and souvenirs and baubles. Uh, things that had no utility or value in this present uh, time. I mean, maybe a few things. Uh, if you didn't have your own Serena the Swan or I didn't have Buddy the Bear... Uh, but, but, uh, we had our comfort items already. You were very stumped by how formally it was cleared out. And you insisted on checking out the petroleum station and the fast eating places, uh, which were just as formally emptied. Uh, and then we went to the next closest armacy, which had a few other uh, fast eating places in shops but it was still very close to the property and it was all those places were in the same condition it's still pretty well uh dealing with the changing of the time but on the inside empty in a way he said oh now i know oh very military mary formally by the book emptied out uh Nothing to scavenge. You would know it on site. You say, oh, there's not even a bother looking. Not even bother looking for anything hidden. Everything is gone in these buildings. Not worth our time. And you sat there and thought. Uh, and we spent the evening again there uh, to make sure. Maybe we waited for night to fall. Moving on foot was slow, and you seemed conservative in all your movements. Uh, even though I said, well, it doesn't seem to be anything to be concerned about. But even when dawn came, you were looking at the map and uh, shaking your head, and I was, uh, without words, asking, "What's? where are we going? What's going on? And uh, it was a different look on your face, but I could tell it was a look of, uh, my gut doesn't like this. And it was even marked that the caretaker said, well, try if the first two don't work, go to this next one. And so we did, uh, but that was in an area that was denser with more shops and 
lots of parking and hotels, uh, lodging places, uh, and you didn't like it uh, one bit, and things here were more messy. Uh, wind was carrying old paper and plastic, and you were more rushed, and we rushed into the armacy. This one had been cleared out, but not in a formal way. The floor was covered with uh, stuffed animals and books and coffee cups uh, that were cracked. Uh, but there was nothing there we could use, even though it wasn't cleaned out in a clean way. And you walked around and got an idea of... Uh, and double-check to see if there was anything we could use. Uh, you know, she picked up a small rectangular yellow object. Uh, and you put it in your bag. And while you were leaning down to get that, you saw a pile of uh, maps and books and uh, I guess what we would call ephemera about the park. Uh, one of the maps was laminated and also showed the outside areas as cartoony. You were looking at your map, and you were looking at this map, uh, and you were shaking your head. And I, I didn't understand it again. When I looked at the maps, I just found them confusing still at that time. I can remember, even though now I could read one, how it just looked like uh, scribbles. And then you dug through uh, the pile of books on the floor looking for anything, and you picked up a book uh, with a lot of pictures in it, an older black-and-white photography book of the park. Uh, you started just scrolling through it. Uh, you put that in the laminated map in your bag, and you made a let's-go symbol and you seem to have changed your mind about something. And I followed you off, and we quickly returned to the barracks at the edge of the park uh, and stayed there. And then we headed back into the park the next morning. And that's when you took me to the edge of Toy Town, where you had your things stored and the clock tower. And we climbed up there with your bag and the map and the old pictures, and you filled your bag with some other maps you had stored at the base of the tower. And you were looking through the old maps and looking through black and white photo books and scanning the park, and I didn't understand at first. Uh, but you, then you seemed to want me to understand. You started pointing at different spots. And we weren't too far from... Uh, the carousel either, but, uh, and you were pointing, and I, I guess I didn't know what the uh, underdoors were, uh, that they were an entire lower level of the park underneath the ground, uh, where all the cast members would go from point A to point B without being seen by the guests. Uh, even the pictures, again, like the maps, they said, okay, that's just a dark picture of uh, someone walking in a hallway. It wasn't until later when you showed me, until we went there, that it all clicked together. But something had clicked for you. And you even showed me on the map how they were listed. 
But then you, and again, this is me with the ability of understanding better. But then you pointed to an old map and you showed how in this real old map there was an extra set of underdoors. And then you showed it to me in the black and white photos. Uh, and you pointed at the photos and you pointed at it and I still... But it was always a black and white photos of an employee clinic and happy employees there uh, smiling and, and being happy. And then down the hall in another picture, the hub of security. Uh, but then you showed maps moving forward uh, years later that was no longer listed, the, the clinic or the underdoor or the security hub, which makes sense. You know, they didn't want anyone. I, 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 it kind of makes sense, I guess. Uh, and it was like a forgotten underdoor, an unlisted underdoor. And you pointed at it, and then you pointed uh, just to the right of the sinkhole, and that that's where we were going to go. And of course, I had been—I guess I had been so interested in you, in how you interacted, and had to focus on communicating. That it was just a low level of uh, concern of like, well, we failed our mission going out there. What are we going to do now? Maybe it was that your confidence and your security and your self, uh, I don't know if that is what they said of self-esteem, the way you held yourself uh, erased most of the doubt uh, from my mind, even though the future was uncertain. And I followed you and we worked our way towards the, the big street of America and you started popping, uh, they're trying to pop the uh, the hole covers, but they had all been fused down. And you sighed and you frowned, and then we went back to your things and got a long length of rope. Uh, and you tied it off, and I, I was like, what is, she, what is she up to? And then you climbed over, and, and you started to look uh, over the side. I said, oh, the sink... Uh, and uh, you pointed that the, there was the underdoor. It just took a little digging, uh, fully intact, uh, very well made, uh, you know, except for the sinking parts uh, that had just clearly sheared away. And so we climbed in there very easily. Your adeptness and your strength. Uh, and your ability to explain things with motions made it much easier for me. And then you had your lights, uh, so we got in that underdoor. And uh, just after a few feet in, I guess uh, it had kept everything out. It was uh, it was dark and it was dusty. But it was clear that this wasn't forgotten by the staff that worked there. Uh, for it was pretty pristine. And we passed the security hub, which was now the security of the security hub. Uh, you had to explain to me you much later in a laughter that uh, that's where they monitored the staff that monitors the staff or something. 
but then you went down to the, the, the clinic was still there as well. And not only that, because uh, there was so much extra space in there, that that's where all of the things that had been, uh, that the barracks had taken from the off-site locations, all of the non-perishables and the scriptions and the uh, cyclins uh, were there. And yeah, it took a lot of work to get in there, uh, but you were determined that no door, no lock uh, was going to stop you. Uh, and actually, it didn't even take you that long. You knew levers and uh, motions and how to get it done. And you even had found keys, uh, which you tried, and they even worked in two of the four doors. And soon we were in... And you were looking at the list of things we needed and going back and forth and uh, then making sure the door closed and relocking the doors that you had keys to and making a whisper sound on your lips uh, and uh, basically that this was our secret. I knew exactly what that meant uh, and then slowly climbing back out and even covering our tracks. Uh, they said, do you not even want the caretaker to see? I didn't understand. I guess part of me still doesn't quite understand it, but uh, who am I to question your wisdom at all? And we returned, and, and you had brought uh, some food and even some fresh water. And O-Raid, which was a drink, a sugary drink, uh, mostly that was for the caretaker. And uh, you started making soups as uh, the days went by in the kitchen, the working kitchen. And we began to use the two-place settings and the two reading seats and the listening to the records uh, sitting in the easy chairs and eventually laughing and and waiting uh, till the caretaker was cared for. And, and then the time came, you and the caretaker had been mostly exchanging messages as you kind of taught me more and more words and letters. Uh, and just a few weeks went by and uh, then you were confident uh, and you went outside, and uh, there was a bunch of, I said, well, the caretaker's not going to come back through that way. Uh, but I didn't, I, I didn't quite, you know, I don't under, understand what you're up to. And then you came back in, and then a few more days went by, I guess, for the caretaker to go into another, I guess you didn't trust the caretaker to be, you know, 100%. Uh, and then there was a knock. Uh, at the sliding entry door uh, that had been disengaged, so we could just roll it back and forth. And uh, you opened the door, and there she was, our caretaker. And uh, it was just a strange experience. Again, another one I'll always have with me, that it was all three of us uh, basking at one another, and us looking at her, 
and looking at one another and her looking at us and we were all just smiling and laughing and disbelief uh, and understanding. I mean, I was the one that had spent the least amount of time at the park, uh, but without the caretaker and without you, I wouldn't have had what I needed. You knew... Uh, at this time, it wasn't complicated. Why was the caretaker providing for you or for us? Uh, who was here before me? And all those things it didn't even matter. Uh, it was just like uh, meeting old friends you never met. Uh, or meeting a family it felt so good. We just kept laughing and laughing and smiling. And then sitting and drinking and eating soup and drinking Raid. And then you pulled out of your bag that orange rectangle or a yellow rectangle and a plastic wrap and you ripped it open. And the caretaker laughed and you nodded. And I didn't understand at all what it was or what it meant, uh, and I guess anything the caretaker had, you wouldn't allow in, but you pulled out the three pictures you had kept in your bag that you had kept with you of this other woman who had once worked at the park. And then you took us both by the hand, and I remember it was late uh, in the day, almost dusk, uh, at that moment when the sun warms everything with its light, and we set it off across the park. And it was a camera, and you arranged your photos that you wanted the three of us to take. Or sometimes, first, it took a lot of work for you to figure out the timer and how to position the camera and all that. Uh, but we went to the fairy tale boats uh, and took our picture there, the three of us uh, with the little leaf boats. Uh, and then to the dark side of the moon, in front of a crater, and in front of the gum wall, uh, smiling and beaming and just feeling good. I knew I was a part of something that had meaning to you. Now I look at it in this way. You were doing something that had meaning to you that you didn't even understand why it had meaning to you. And then we went to Curly Sue, uh, the Curly Sue, my, I, for, I don't know what the real name of that contraction was, but uh, Ride the Rush. And uh, you had rearranged that ride quite a bit, so we took uh, the townspeople uh, uh, that had been soaked uh, by your moving them to hide in the town. And in one of the caves with the waterfall, uh, and then us uh, sitting in a chair on the glide and ride. And even I pretending uh, that my seatbelt was stuck and laughing. And then us with some of the farm fish at the seas. And then the strange escapes of uh, the unrepaired uh, seas ride. And trying to get in and out of the aquavator laughing. It was like... Uh, I have a place to always go, these memories uh, from you. And then this is spending the night in the conservatory uh, in your reading areas. Uh, I think I'll always treasure the tent and the barracks a little bit more. 
but you showed me how I could use that attraction to learn to read even more, but I had no interest. I only wanted to learn from you. And then we went back to Toy Town, and you showed the uh, caretaker through Toy Town, and we took our pictures there. We took our picture up at the top of the clock tower, and we took one of you climbing the clock tower. And then different uh, pictures in the candy-based ride that you had painted and uh, seeing your work and in front of the different uh, beautiful work you had done. Uh, Makes me feel so good thinking about it. So rested and comfortable. And the panda ride... We rode bikes. We, we, we took a while. This was again over a few days. It started. I get the memory becomes one memory for me. One late afternoon, but I know it was a few days. Because I know we had to fix those bikes up to ride them through that ride. Uh, and then you know, going and make it. We and we had to go and get all the food from the uh, uh, the river cruise and. Uh, the trails there, and we all got in the hammocks. Uh, we took our pictures in the hammocks, and you showed us how to swing in a hammock. Uh, that was so much fun. And then back at the carousel, and uh, I don't always remember everything perfectly, but I treasure the memories I had uh, that I have, the moments I spent with you. Uh, the moments at dusk and the moments at dawn, particularly, I treasure so. And then also the idea that you couldn't just take the pictures out of the camera, that uh, that you had to be developed. I mean, you've always read those instructions while you didn't always understand them. And the fact that we had to retake most of the pictures again, and we laughed about that too. And then you went through and learned to develop them. But that was much later, much, much later. Your impatience uh, combined with your stubborn patience uh, is another thing you'll never forget. But your love of reading and communicating and of treasuring and of moments, uh, of seizing those moments are the things that'll be with me the longest. Uh, the comforting uh, flickering of candlelight and the look on your face, uh, the soft, faraway look as you read. Uh, I'll never forget that. Uh, so thank you so much. Here, I want to say thanks and good night to Maggie, Stacy, and Kim for supporting the show on Patreon. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, thanks and good night to Keith, the moderator, Ashley, and Micah. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Mika, uh, Molly, and Catherine. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Annie, our friend uh, Sparkspan, and Kelly. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Lindsay. Uh, Jasmine and Michelle, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Zuzi, uh, Patrick and Kathleen, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Tom, Larry, and Morgan, thank you, thanks, and good night. Kate, Marianne, and Anne, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Paul, John, and June, 
Thank you, thanks, and good night. Sue, Molly, and Brady. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Anna, Megan, uh, Ninke, Johan, and Aaron. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Melissa, uh, Kirsten, and Samantha. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Sam, Alicia, and Patricia. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Eliana, Brana, and Lucy. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Terry, Lisa, and Megan, thank you, thanks, and good night. Russ, uh, Hal, and Erica, thank you, thanks, and good night. Danny, James, and uh, Erica with a C, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Latif, Rick, and Robert, thanks, and good night. Uh, Christine, Janice, and Kelly, thank you, thanks, and good night. Eliza, Kate, and Laura, thank you, thanks, and good night. Andrea, Michael, and Christine, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Brandon, Megan, and Eden, thank you, thanks, and good night. Kate, Ann, and Valerie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Joe, Beth, and Dina, thank you, thanks, and good night. Madison, Stephen, and Jennifer, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Holly, Lily, and Lauren, thank you, thanks, and good night. Amy, Sam, and Sonia, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Tanya, uh, Nancy and Stephanie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Miriam, Terry, and Michael, thank you, thanks, and good night. Ed, Jennifer, and Corbin, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Jonathan, Lindsay, and Stacy, thank you, thanks, and good night. Alec, Aiden, and Melissa, thank you, thanks, and good night. Ted, Christopher, and Marlo, thank you, thanks, and good night. Suzette, Gabe, and Michael, thank you, thanks, and good night. And Amy, Jean, and Kate, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show on Patreon. Thanks, thanks, and good nights. And don't forget to check out the other shows here on Night Vale Presents. And uh, Sleep With Me is also made possible by PRX.